0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Basketball Maestro's podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Today, we are joined by a very special guest and fellow colleague of mine at Lakers Nation. We got Sean Davis joining us for today's Power Rankings episode. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the good people.
1: Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, Sean Davis from LakersNation.com, NBA front office show occasionally. Uh, the Sports Headlines podcast, as well, which you guys can also go check out. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on, and I'm sure we'll have a ton of fun with today.
0: Yeah. I was talking to Daniel. I'm very curious to see where we have the Lakers ranked in this power ranking. So we will see how that pans out. But we can just start off from each of our 10 spots. Um, I could go first. Uh, personally, my 10th spot is the Philadelphia 76ers, a team that's Been struggling the past couple of seasons. Joel Embiid, uh, the former MVP, has yet to make the conference finals. And now we got James Harden asking for a trade out of Philly. And we don't necessarily know where that's going to go. I assume he's probably going to be out of Philadelphia. And my thing is, if the main goal for the Sixers is to win a championship, I don't think that's probably the most ideal situation just to have Basically, Tyrese Maxey be your number two on a championship contending team. I don't think he's necessarily at that stage yet, but I think for the Sixers, they're kind of in a very weird predicament. Um, I think Joel Embiid came out uh, saying today that he wants to win a championship, whether that be in Philly or somewhere else. So he's kind of throwing it out there that he could be on the move potentially. But Personally, I think this is kind of like the make it or break it year for the Sixers, I think. Um, you, you've tried a lot with the Sixers roster, and Joel is just kind of – he hasn't been the greatest playoff performer um, in the world, but heading into another season where you've yet to make a conference final is a little concerning. And you've tried a lot of different area- – uh, iterations of the Sixers team it hasn't really necessarily panned out. So while they've kind of been at the top of the East um, the past couple of seasons, not necessarily high on them heading into next season, whether James is there or not. So I'm starting off mine with keeping the Sixers on my 10 spot. Daniel, you want to go? You want me to go?
2: Uh, uh, I'll go. I'll go. Sorry. Um, I'm going to say my 10 spot. I'm going to go with the Mavericks. Um, I think I kind of like what they've done. Um, Preach. I like I like the addition of Grant Williams a lot. I love getting back Seth Curry, bringing him back. And I just, I really believe in Luca and Kyrie kind of figuring this thing out in the offseason. I think that trade that kind of happened last year, I feel like it was kind of, You know, it just didn't give them enough time to kind of mold and kind of figure out how they wanted to do things. I mean, a lot of people were just expecting, oh, you have these two guards that are super talented and super offensive driven to just figure it out and just kind of carry this team, you know, into the playoffs. But um, that obviously didn't happen. And I think the Mavs front office has definitely um, addressed the needs that they've kind of seen what this team has needed. Um, I think their draft was really well, getting Derek Lively, I think, was a really good pick. And, um, yeah, I'm just really excited to see what Kyrie and Luca could do this season. So I'm going to start off with the Mavs at 10.
1: Um, I don't have Dallas in my top 10, but I love it. I'm a lot higher on Dallas, I feel, than most of NBA Twitter for the reasons that you just mentioned. I'm a little more skeptical of the Luka and Kyrie fit, though, personally. More yeah. so the Kyrie has the ball, Luca off ball fit. I think Luka with the ball, with Kyrie off ball works. It's the other way around where I'm not. So sure about yet, but I am I do like that Dallas team. Uh, Matthew brought up Philly, so little peek behind the curtain. I guess I'm doing a in-depth preseason power ranking series for the NBA front office show, where each team is still a ranking one through thirty, but each team gets a thirty to forty-five minute episode about them, right? And I'm almost done my grade, so some of it's a little interesting. I'm going to talk about it here. But the Sixers, for example, I had to grade them with James Harden. Right, Because mm-hmm. I I would never finish the series if I waited for a James Harden or Damian Lillard trade to happen. So with that being said, if we're counting James Harden, they're top 10. But since I think we still probably agree he's going to get traded somewhere, I'm going to move him completely out of my top 10 for kind of the reasons Matthew said. So therefore, for me, number 10 is the Sacramento Kings. That is still a really good team. Like De'Aaron Fox is for what Coach Mike Brown wants to do in that system is the perfect fit for in the two man, really a three man game. They'll play with Kevin Herter, De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis bonus joke on them all you want about that playoff push. Keegan Murray likely taking an, a year two step, especially because I know you look at some year two guys in years, Jason Tatum, Scotty Barnes last year, who kind of struggled in their year two. Keegan Murray does have nearly as much offensive responsibility as those guys did. So, I'm more optimistic he has a better year two. And he was great year one. But that king seems really, really good. Sucks for them there in a crowded Western conference. But that's a really good that's a really good team.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um I think they're still a little young for me. I think probably next year. They'll probably I think they can definitely win a playoff series for sure. Just getting that first round experience. stuff Going against the defending champs probably wasn't the greatest test for them. But, um yeah, heading into next year, they'll definitely be a force to be reckoned with. And then moving on to our nine spots, Um I'm not the greatest fan of this team, objectively speaking. Um, they were one of my free agency losers um, in our previous video. But number nine, I got the Golden State Warriors. Um Personally, I really, really don't like their off-season um, acquisitions, if you want to call it that. Mike Dunleavy hasn't had a great impression as a general manager so far. Um, wasn't a fan of trading pool plus draft assets just to move off of him. Losing DiVincenzo I thought was pretty pretty massive loss. But I'm interested to see what they do with Chris Paul Um, whether he starts, whether he comes off the bench will be interesting. But um, Corey Joseph was also like an okay signing, I guess. But um, for the Warriors, I'm just kind of, I really hate giving them the leeway of, oh, they're the Warriors. But um, I think just with Steph, Clay, Draymond all coming back and you got Wiggins in there as well, I think they're just – too good of a team just to not be in the top 10 just with all their experience but maybe this could age very very poorly for me maybe i'm giving the warriors too much props but i think the biggest question mark it was their bench last year and it's pretty much the same deal here heading into this season so i guess we'll see but um deciding to give the Warriors a little bit of leeway heading into next year
2: yeah um my ninth spot is going to be the Kings. Um, I'm really high on this team kind of now, I feel like. Um, Obviously, they are only in my ninth spot, but I still feel like that's a really good spot for them. I think they're essentially just kind of running it back with the same squad, which is what, you know, I think a lot of people wanted. I'm really happy they're doing. Um, You know, you still have Sabonis is still young. Fox is still young. You know, that core is still young you were mentioning Keegan taking a leap the second year. And I think he definitely does. You kind of saw it a little bit in the summer league, how he kind of just made everyone look, you know, that they didn't deserve to be there. But um, yeah, I'm really excited. I think that this team, another year with um, Mike Brown as their coach. And I just can't wait to see what they can do. I really hope that they can make that deep playoff run this year because Sacramento deserves it. I think the city deserves it a lot and I'm, just kind of excited to see what this year can kind of holds for them. And I really did like their trade to get um, Chris door. I don't know how to say his last word. It says Duarte. Um, I think he'll be a really good piece for them. And I think he could definitely come off that bench and kind of maybe help them a little bit, especially um, for how cheap that they got him. So definitely, definitely kind of piping up the Kings this season.
1: Yeah. Um, Number nine for me is, uh, excuse me, got to be me the Memphis Grizzlies. That's still a really good team. I know Jaw's going to miss 25 games. So I guess maybe that's partially why I'm docking them a bit is because you're going to miss Jaw for some time and he does have some injury concerns as well. So your odds are you're not even going to get him for the 57 games that he would be eligible for. Um, that's still a good team. They're getting Steven Adams and Brandon Clark back from injury. I lost a lot of respect for Taylor Jenkins after that Lakers playoff series, but he's still a fine coach. Um, that's a good team, and Marcus Smart. I think for a 25 game sample size would be just fine. I don't like that they replaced Tyus Jones with Derrick Rose. Neither of you nor yeah. there, but um, and because then by that by that logic, I guess you're saying Marcus Smart is the uh, Dylan Brooks replacement. So I don't know. I like this team still. When Ja gets back, they'll be a lot better. And I think Desmond Bain in that 25-game sample size will be able to show people, like, I'm a really, really good basketball player. And while the contract might still be a bit of an overpay, he's really, really good. So I I still like Memphis.
0: Yeah, for me personally, I have Memphis a little bit higher. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, um, yeah, that Memphis team is really good, I think, with just Marcus... And you got Steven coming back and Triple J. I think their defense is definitely going to be up there and one of the best heading into next year. But heading into number eight, I got the LA Clippers. Um, hmm. I, I still, I still like this roster as constructed. Um, losing Eric Gordon, um, avoiding all of that tax, saving like a hundred million in tax was definitely worth it, but. Um, Eric Gordon, I liked them for the Clippers last season, but just overall, I think they still have a pretty solid roster. And if they were to get a James Harden trade done, I'm curious to see if Terrence Mann's going to be a piece involved in that. But just speaking, without James Harden there, I still like this roster. Um, obviously, we said knock on wood that health is um on their side it really hasn't been since this whole Kawhi PG era, but they're kind of my dark horse in a way. Um kind of bit myself last year kind of calling them my finals pick last season. I thought they just had the roster heading into the season and of course health got in the way of that and I think this is kind of the last year for them um, before Kawhi and PG have their options heading into next summer. So be interesting to see if they give extensions to either one of them or both of them. We'll see. But I think the roster constructed around Kawhi and PG are still pretty solid um, enough to get you to at least a planes or playoff spot. Um, I think if they were to, get all the way to the playoffs I think they can definitely make some noise um assuming they can get there at least with Kawhi and PG healthy which we haven't seen since the bubble so again another pick where I'm kind of relying on the roster construction just hoping that health figures it out but guess we'll see but I think the Clippers still have a pretty solid team heading into next
2: year yeah um Unfortunately, unfortunately my eight is also the Clippers um it's I just think that when I look at the team I really I think top to bottom they're always I think one of the better rosters in this league but I'm just kind of done just kind of saying like oh like if they're healthy if they're healthy like I'm just expecting them not to be healthy so I just think kind of going in um I think they'll kind of show signs in that in that um regular season. Then when we kind of get farther and farther into the season, you'll kind of see the load management's coming in and then it'll kind of be the same thing over and over again. Um getting Russ back for like four mil a year, I think was really good for them. I really love that for them. I know he wanted to come back and I really like that re signing for them. I think that when the James Harden Harden trade happens, I think that they can be bumped up into that top t- uh, top five area. But I think for now, I think that I still kind of view this team as a second-round exit, and I could be kind of being a little bit hard on them, but um, I just don't see that this team makes that Western Conference Finals push this year. And, um, yeah, I just don't really kind of – don't see them going that extra step without James Harden.
1: Uh, My number eight is going to be a bit of a surprise, I guess, but the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, I think right now – unless you can guarantee me that James Harden's back in Philly or Damian Lillard gets traded to Miami. This is the third best team in the East. Um, I'm super high on Evan Mobley still. I think getting Max Drews, while they probably overpaid, while getting Max Drews, it's such a big deal for them because I just think they really needed some improved floor spacing. And if he's your worst defender in your starting five or any lineup if he's your worst defender that's a pretty good job because i think he's a fine team defender i mean like you have to do that to be able to succeed in miami um and then playing off of the donovan mitchell and darius garland gravity as a ball handler i mean as a for max being an off-ball shooter obviously but the ball handlers with um, donovan and with darius And if anything, I think defensively, if you do try to pick at him, you have freaking the two giants behind him and Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. So I think that's a really good team. I think they're going to learn, still a young team. So I think they're really going to learn from even JB Bickerstaff. They're going to learn from that next series. I think Donovan's still really, really good. He had a bad series, obviously, but I think he's still really, really good. That's a good team. And like I said, unless uh, one of the big trades happened that either. Or in Philly's case doesn't happen.
0: Um, this is the
1: third best team in the East right now.
0: Hmm, okay. Um yeah, I not I think Daniel and I weren't necessarily high on the Max Juice signing. So um guess we'll see. I don't how like the I don't up. like the dollar amount. I like yeah. the signing. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, the dollar amount wasn't pretty in my eyes, but yeah, um Ford was definitely uh, need this offseason so they kind of address it with streus in terms of shooting um because karis was pretty inconsistent shooting wise for them so hopefully Struce can provide a little bit of stability there but my number seven is the memphis grizzlies um i just really like this team defensively but that 25 game suspension without jaw is going to be pretty key but i think they do have enough firepower to get it done. You saw what Desmond Bain did this year and he torched the Lakers a couple of times in the series. So I think they definitely have enough to get it done. I think Marcus can do an okay job at filling that jaw role. I guess we'll see, but yeah, Sean mentioned losing Tyus Jones. I feel like in that trade, that was a pretty huge loss for them. He was kind of that steady force whenever Jaw missed time. So I think you're definitely going to notice Tyus's loss there, but I mean, regardless, if anything, they're going to be a really good defensive team, as I mentioned with Marcus, Steven, and Triple J there. And um, yeah, you got Brandon Clark coming back as well. So um, I think they got, I think they definitely got better from last season. So be interesting to see. I think their defense could probably be top five if all goes well. So I, I'm pretty high on the Memphis Grizzlies heading into next year
2: yeah so uh, i'm gonna take the warriors for my seven um Mm. i think that a lot of people are kind of criticizing that chris paul trade and i think it's definitely fair but i'm gonna i'm interested to see what he can do kind of with that second unit and kind of off the bench um i'm really excited to see what happens with you know jonathan kaminga and like moses moody like guys that are you know younger and that chris paul can kind of help um, develop them and kind of help them along with the se- as the season goes on. So I think it, it was a pretty good trade. I think it was a pretty good trade for them. Um, I don't like what they had to kind of give up for that trade, but I do think that Chris Paul kind of will get a little bit more leadership in that locker room. And I think that if we can allow kind of Draymond and Clay and Steph to just kind of stay on the court together and not really have to come off to kind of help that second unit. Um, I think that's a real big thing if Chris Paul can kind of just help that second unit find just a little bit more consistency and just kind of find their footing. Because a lot of the time last year that whenever that second unit came on, like that's when the Warriors started to lose lead. that That's yeah. when the Warriors, you could see the struggle. So I'm kind of banking on that. Chris Paul will definitely help those young guys um, kind of fit in a little bit more, if that makes sense, and just kind of um, find their own kind of groove. And, you know, I have Warriors at seven.
1: All right. I am definitely lower on this team based off of just the conversation so far, but number seven is the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Historically speaking, outside of the Denver Nuggets, especially in recent years, you cannot win a championship without having a top 12 defense. And there is no chance any of us on the panel right now can say the Phoenix Suns are going to have a top 12 defense. Kevin Durant has become overrated. He's not top Uh five. Uh-oh. And what I mean by overrated, let me preface that he's still top 10, but like the fact that yeah. he gets to consistently have poor po- uh, postseason outings be uh, inconsistent in terms of his health and availability and still be putting the best player in the world conversation is freaking insane. He's incredibly overrated. It's still top 10, probably like eight or nine, but he can't get to the room. Devin Booker is going to be your best regular season player. Because of his availability and just what he can do with the ball in his hands at all three levels. Uh, and just in general, I just don't think it's gonna work. Like Kevin Young's a great offensive line, so I think the offense will be just fine. That's never the concern, I think, from anybody. But you're not gonna be able to guard, they can't guard their best defender, their best perimeter defender is Josh Akoji. Let that sink in. they will be a good team. <laughs> I mean, maybe Frank gets something out of DeAndre Aiden finally, five years in or six years in, whatever at this point. But this Phoenix Suns team is not on the same level as any. I think there's a a decent gap between them and who my sixth team is as of right now. I'm not done. Uh, we'll see what it is when my in-depth series drops. But as of right now, no, they're seven for me at least.
0: Yeah, for number six, I got the Phoenix Suns. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, Sean kind of did all my ranting for me, but uh, yeah, I'm not high on this Phoenix Suns team. Um, Shams just said yesterday that Bradley Beal was going to be their point guard, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, we kind of saw Devin Booker take the ball handling duty, so I thought he would probably be the point guard heading into the season, but um guess we'll see, but Yeah, I just think with Frank Vogel there, um, I'm very curious to see where their defense ranks when the regular season ends, but can't imagine it's going to be all that high. Maybe uh, like 20s, maybe a little higher than that. Um, But yeah, man. 20s is a second round exit, by the way. Yeah, Um, It's not great. And then... We've had this conversation in our basketball group chats. I know I had the argument with um, <laughs> some Phoenix Suns stuff, but when you have, yeah, with the minimums, that's all they had. Yeah, they were able to make stuff work. I think getting Utah was a pretty big deal for them. Yeah. Um, Drew Eubanks, I think, is pretty okay as a backup center, but. It's just when it comes playoff time and you have a bench full of minimums, how many of them are you going to trust to give you consistent performances off the bench? Not a lot. I think heading into this year, I think the only guy I kind of trust heading into a playoff series is probably Eric Gordon. Um, Yeah, just don't like that bench, but I could be very well wrong. I've had friends tell me that Keita Bates-Diop was a steal and he's going to be productive in a playoff series. So I, I'm i not a believer in that, but hey, maybe I'll be wrong. But yeah, the Phoenix Suns are my sixth spot. Um, we haven't seen a big three win since like the Golden State KD team. So who knows? Maybe they flipped the narrative, but at this point in time, I'm not a big believer in this Phoenix Suns team. And lastly, they traded the whole house the whole kitchen sink um i think they finally got a first round pick in like 2030 or something like that but matt Ishbia is definitely baking on um, at least one championship in the next couple of years um it'll either be a great story to tell or a pretty horrific one so i guess we'll see but yeah i have phoenix suns at six
1: really quick by the way that uh kevin durant big three that was the last big three to win a championship that's probably like the second greatest team of all time. Yeah. just just throwing out <laughs> Katie in his prime, Steph's doing his prime. Like, yeah, come on. It's yeah. crazy. Draymond at his peak defensively. Like
2: so I think just just to say real quick, this is before like this list is like no trades. I think we've um or like no expecting a trade to happen. This is just rosters right now. This, so my six is actually going to be the Heat. Um, mm. I feel like I'm a little bit lower <laughs> on this team without Dame than everyone else. And personally, I just don't love what they've kind of done this offseason without like even like getting Dame at all. Like Let's just erase Dame from the picture. Kind of running it back with the same squad, I don't hate. Um, I just don't think that they're a top five team in the league. In my opinion, um, I think, you know, last year was an incredible run. I think last year definitely showed that, you know, Jimmy has it. And then Eric Spolstra is one of the best coaches ever. But I just don't like how they've kind of lost everyone and that they're going to lose more in this damn trade. Um, so I feel like I'm just a little bit lower on this team than everybody else. I still think that this team will. You know make that second round i still think that this team will get out that first round but i just i don't know i feel like that once there'll be a second round exit unless they get dame and it depends what also what they give up you know we we have no idea um what the trades even gonna look like i mean there have been reports out there but no one really knows what it's gonna look like so um i could be a lot lower than everyone else but i personally think that um, they're not a top five team in the league as of right now.
1: I made the face. I don't know about map. I made the face because I saw, they're not I even saw. top ten. <laughs> they're not even top ten. I don't think for the reasons you said because yeah, that's a. Let me rephrase. That's not a bad team because, like you said, Spo, Jimmy, Bam, they'll keep them relevant and good. But yeah, no, uh, <laughs> six. For Me, which now I'm curious. Now, who are you gonna leave out? I'm curious anyway. Uh, six for me is the Golden State Warriors for the reasons Daniel mentioned earlier. Um, for one, they still have Stephen Curry, who, in my opinion, is the second best player on the planet, and if not second, he's three. Um, I think the Chris Paul thing can work if he's coming off the bench. If you're starting it, then my thoughts on this Warriors team get a lot more pessimistic because I think that's really, really small. And like you're asking clay Thompson in all seriousness to guard, probably your second best player. And Mm -hmm. clay Thompson isn't a good defender. It's probably the biggest drop off he's had uh, since the Achilles and the ACL tear is his on ball defense. He can't guard in one-on-one situations anymore. Step is, I think Steph's underrated defensively, but now you're having him guard bigger twos because Chris Paul is your point guard and Chris Paul is not good defensively anymore. So I'm a lot more pessimistic if they start CP3. Bama in this world, they're not. So I like this team a lot more. I think to Daniel's credit, I like Moses Moody still. I like Jonathan Kaminga. It baffles me that he couldn't really play in the playoffs. Thanks, Steve Kerr. Although <laughs> I think Steve's a great coach. Kavon Looney is such a great complimentary role guy for that team and to something that Matthew said earlier about the bench or whatever, this goes back to my point about CP. If CP is coming off the bench, then I think that eliminates that question because I think Chris in a limited role or a slightly more shoot in a more limited role than he's been in, in his entire career, I think he can still get buckets when he needs to facilitate a high level and, I think that will help the Moses Moody's Jonathan Kaminga. They got Brand Pajemski, who I love Gary Payne's a good player. Uh, like I said, I think they brought, I uh, know there's Dario Sarge. Like that's a good team. They just need to stay healthy. Um, and like I said, they have Steph Curry. So for me, they're
0: six. Glad to see him a lot lower on the Warriors than you guys are, but um, here we go. Heading into the top five. I'm sure things are going to get a little spicier, so we'll see. Um, my number five spot, I got my LA Lakers sitting at number five at this point in time. Um, in an offseason, um, there's a lot of question marks to, to see if Rob Polinka was actually going to hold his word heading into this offseason, and he actually did, and we got a little bit better. Um, adding Gabe Vincent, I was a little iffy on, I'm not going to lie, um, when that signing first got announced, um, but... Since the coming weeks, I've come around on Gabe Vincent. I would definitely take him over Dennis coming back, and Dennis got paid more money, so I'll definitely take Gabe making like one and a half million less than Dennis. So Gabe Vincent, I like that signing. Um, Torian, Torian Prince, I think was probably my favorite signing. Just to see that he got declined for like seven and a half, and you get him on four and a half. I thought was a pretty big deal. Um, I'm curious to see how his role is. Um, Cam Reddish, he was rumored to us for the past couple of seasons. We got him on um, minimum interested to see how he works out. Uh, I feel like this is kind of in a way his last chance to kind of show something. Um, we'll see, but to get him on a fire, I think that's about no issue with me. Same with Jackson Hayes. Um, Still waiting on another big to get signed, but I think Jackson Hayes in a limited role can be um, solid for the most part just in terms of his energy and um, athleticism. So we'll see how he works out in terms of his role. And then bringing back Austin on great value, bringing back Rui on great value as well. I think the Lakers just did a really good job with what they had. They got Delo back on good value as well, making 18 and a half. So overall, you you make the Western Conference Finals, you keep all the pieces you're supposed to, and you head into next year with hopefully a better chance at getting number 18. And I think they're definitely in the mix for, for contention. Um, again, it's health with LeBron and AD. Um, hopefully with this roster, LeBron can more – Um, ease off the gas pedal than he was this year with um, our abomination of a roster that we had at the beginning of last season so hopefully this roster allows AD and LeBron to um, take it a little more easy this go around and be more healthy and intact heading into the playoffs but yeah, really like the way the Lakers did this offseason and um, pretty high on this team heading into next year
2: Yeah. So uh, my five is going to be the Suns. I love what, you know, Sean was kind of saying. I am kind of on that little train of I don't know why KD is kind of just getting all this praise all the time for when he's, you know, hasn't really showed up in the playoffs recently, you know, isn't that good of a defender, always being hurt. And it's just like everyone's like, oh, he's the best player in the league, or he's like a top two player in the league. And it just, It doesn't make sense to me because if, you know, LeBron or Giannis or someone like that was like getting hurt like that and like, you know, kind of just kept forcing their way around the league, I feel like they'd be viewed a little bit differently, but now it's like kind of, you know, the actual Suns. um, they were a winner for me in free agency. Um, and that's just kind of basing off what they had, but you know, now when you kind of just look at the roster, um, it's still just kind of that starting lineup and then just a bunch of minimum guys. And I just don't know how far that will kind of take you. Well, you guys already kind of saying um, they don't really play defense. And now you're just kind of just banking on the fact that a bunch of minimum guys can sustain, you know, a lead or sustain, you know, kind of runs in the playoffs when, you know, everything, you know, the lights are the brightest. So I'm, you know, I don't really know what will happen with them. We'll kind of have to see um let's see what Bradley Beal you know does I saw that you know photoshop of the Bull bowl signing you know big five that was crazy it's pretty crazy how we're hyping <laughs> up Bull Bull now but um yeah that's I still think that, that is,
1: roster is outside of the top three my bad yeah it's,
2: one. no you're fine I mean it, you're not wrong I mean that's the roster is not good they'll we'll have to see what happens but um we'll let we'll let Suns fans you know We'll let them think that they'll be NBA champions for now, until they they'll find out. But yeah, they'll be my five.
1: Uh number five for me, and I totally understand why you guys are lower on them. And like I, but I do my in-depth series. I'll probably even be lower. It's the Clippers. I, Tyler's a good coach. That roster is still really, really good. Mm-hmm. God help me, stop playing Marcus Morris. <laughs> but no, they should have traded them. I actually feel bad that they weren't able to trade them and that the deal fell through, but all seriousness, man, like Kawhi Leonard, I'm honestly to the point where if I'm the Clippers, like I just, we've been saying this, I feel for the past four years now, Mm -hmm. just get to the playoffs. I don't (laughs) care. The Clippers are the one team that I don't, if I'm them, I guess they've kind of done this for the past four years, so maybe they should change it, but I don't care. How many games they win the regular season is if Kawhi Leonard is healthy, this is a top five team in basketball because Kawhi Leonard when healthy is probably still a top five player. Like, Mm -hmm. I think he's nowhere near the defender he once was. He's not bad by any means. He's still probably a good defender. Right. But what was it? Post probably post ankle injury in 17. That's probably when he really fell off defensively from being eater of worlds or destroyer of worlds defensively to being probably a good defender still but he fits the cliche three-level scorer that NBA Twitter and NBA media members like to throw out a ton when there's only like a handful of true three-level scorers and Kawhi Leonard's one of them. Paul George is one of the best number twos in the NBA um, as a one he can't do it at this stage of his career so like we you guys already discussed if an injury happens to Kawhi They're probably screwed. Um, Zubach and Plumlee is a great tandem for bigs. It really fits their scheme well. Russ for that dollar amount is like, say what you want about Russ as Laker fans and his tenure with us. But that's really freaking good dollar amount. And if you're telling me Russell Westbrook as a Lakers make four and a half million dollars, I bet a lot more people would be uh, less upset with him. Granted, I'm not a Russ defender. I can't stand Russ stands, but um <laughs> neither here nor there, But like that's a good team. They'll be a they'll be a good defensive team. They just gotta stay healthy. That means you win 43 games here, seven seed, win 43 games, because you need Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs. And yeah, Clippers at five. They'll probably drop though in a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, we definitely saw it in that Phoenix Sun series. Kawhi was absolutely dogging in that series. And very unfortunate that he got injured, but hey, maybe this year we'll, the Clippers will actually not be cursed for once in their lives. But we'll see. But um, number four, now it's kind of interesting that you guys are a little bit lower on this team. But I got the Miami Heat um, with a Damian been- Lillard trade or without a Damian
1: Lillard trade. With the Damian Lillard trade, I'm with you, and this is a top five team. I can't justify without Dame
0: trade. I'll, I I say probably with a Dame trade, okay. but I think even without him, I still think they're a pretty solid team. Maybe they slide to like a five or a six, but I think I have it in my notes here. I think Spolster and Jimmy are enough to keep the Heat competitive. I think. Bam, yeah, he has his offensive shortcomings at times where he isn't as aggressive as he'd like for him to be. But I think you can definitely do a lot worse at center. And then losing Gabe and Max Drews were pretty decent losses. But, I mean, yeah, Caleb Martin with what he did in the postseason, I think that's pretty um, notable. And whatever happens with Tyler Hero, whether you ship him or trade him, we'll see. But, yeah, I think this Heat team – as it stands, I know Daniel's not the highest on them. Um, without Dane there, I still think they're a pretty solid team. Maybe I'm just delusional, but I think with what Spolstra and Jimmy have been able to do with the Heat in like, the past like four years they've been together, I think it's been pretty impressive. Um, I think they'll probably be higher than the AC that they were last season. So mm. um, I think that's probably... Where I'm gonna put them at this point, um, I just think being to the finals twice, not getting it done, however, but um, I think being to the finals twice, I think is pretty notable, and I think that's probably why I have them this high, because um, I know no one in their right mind last year thought the Heat were gonna be in the finals this year, so I think they'll definitely be record-wise a little better heading into next season.
2: Yeah, I definitely think, you know, with damn I think that they're definitely top 5, but I know I had him at 6, so I mean, they're still pretty high, but um I just don't I just don't think they're top 5 without him. So um with the with my four, I'm going to I'm going to go with the Lakers. Um obviously, we've talked a lot about them, but you know, just kind of what everything's with what everyone's been saying i mean you get back austin you know really those are i think the main things everyone wanted and then you kind of add you know the Gabe vincent you know jackson hayes um you bolster up the bench i think that their draft was you know all right um and i'm just kind of what matt said i'm just banking that the young guys like austin Rui, D'Lo. i feel like the nights where you know lebron isn't like you know, just can just take that load off LeBron. And, you know, we know AD is going to miss a portion of time. We don't know when, but I, I'm just going to expect that. But we know when we're going to eventually have that LeBron, you know, load management night or, you know, the AD night where he's gone, you know, those young guys, that's where we kind of need them to step up in the regular season. So um, when we get to those playoffs and you, we don't see LeBron in the Western Conference finals, you know, he's just looking gassed and looking like, you know, he's ready to go home and just kind of end this season. So I think with everything that they've done this offseason, Rob definitely has done a really good job at, you know, with what he had in free agency. And I'm really happy with how this roster is looking. So I think that they're a top 14 for me in the NBA. Uh,
1: Number four for me is going to be the Milwaukee Bucks. I see I'm a little bit lower on the Bucks. Um, Giannis is great, obviously. There's not much to say with Giannis. I'm a little bit lower as of right now on the Adrian Griffin hire personally. I think he's fine, Um, but I don't know. I don't see him as a floor raiser as a coach um, or a ceiling raiser, I guess. I mean, you don't really need a floor raiser when uh, your best player is Giannis. Um, I'm going to give Chris Milton some benefit of the doubt. Like last year coming off the injury – I'm going to say, you know what, that's year one, coming with injury, hopefully year two, but there's only so much benefit that I can give him. Um, Drew's great, but Drew's still limited in some ways, especially offensively, especially if he's your second option, which he was considerably, you know, at times his second best, their second option. Um, that's why I think you need Chris healthy and back to some resemblance of what he once was. I don't love their depth. I think losing Javon Carter is going to be somewhat of a uh, of a big deal. I think he was really important for that team. Um, I do like the Malik Beasley thing, though. I like Malik Beasley going there, especially for that dollar amount. Andre Jackson Jr. is a stud, and I really thought that was a Denver Nugget type pick, but you put him on Milwaukee, he could be a Christian Brown for them. I still like Milwaukee, largely because Giannis is a top three player in the world, and I think Brooke Lopez, they, got, they still got some really good complementary pieces to that team. so. Um, therefore for me, I think they're the second best team of the East.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I have heading into our top three. Now, um, I got the Milwaukee Bucks at three. Um, you mentioned Javon Carter. I thought that was a pretty decent size loss, um, for Chicago. I think he will be good with no Lonzo there, but losing Javon, um, you lost Wesley Matthews who, um, Laker legend, but he, um, played <laughs> some rotational minutes for them, um missed out Joe Ingalls who didn't really do much. But for me, you still have the core intact. He brought back Chris, he brought back Brooke. So and yeah, Giannis and Drew are still there. So I think with that core still intact, I think you definitely still have a shot. Um especially just coming out of the East at the very minimum. Um they're probably one or two in the east for me, um, depending how you view Boston, but Yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks are three for me. I know um, they lost a couple complimentary pieces, but I think with that core still intact, I think they're still definitely viable to come out of the East.
2: Yeah, so my three is going to be the Bucks. Um, (laughs) I I just, what you guys have basically said, I think if you still have Giannis on your roster, you are still a team that should be taken seriously. I really love Drew Holiday. Um, you know, they're obviously able to bring back Brooke and Middleton. We don't really know what Middleton will kind of look like, but I still think Brooke had a pretty good season last year. Um, you know, the three and D is definitely something that he is kind of relying on later on in his career. Um, I do think Javon Carter is a pretty big loss for them. I think a lot of people really aren't taking that into consideration when talking about this team. They're just kind of looking at him as that. You know that bench guy that no one really you know cares about but i think that's going to be a pretty big loss for them um malik beasley going there i'm expecting him to kind of go back to how he was on the timberwolves he'll be a, a knockdown shooter once again but because you know everyone who comes to la just you know forgets how to shoot but i think malik will be really good for them um and yeah i still think that this team's a top three team um maybe he will we'll kind of have to see what happens throughout the season with injuries and um, we'll have to kind of see how that pans out and with their new coach. But I still think that this is the top three team in the league.
1: Um, number three for me is going to be the Boston Celtics. I think Jason Tatum is a great player. I really do. I think offensively, it was funny. The year two, when like the offseason before his second year, he was really training with Kobe and he came in a year or two only shooting mid-range jumpers kind of went away from the mid-range now. So I would love to see Tam kind of add that back to his bag, um, like the mid-range pull-ups and the fadeaways. I think for that reason and just still developing as a passer and a playmaker, I think he still has, weirdly enough, some upside to tap into offensively, which I think is really exciting for a Celtics fan. Um, I think Jalen's fine. I think people actually start to overrate Jalen just a little bit. I think he's a really good number two. And I think he kind of compliments JT well in a way. And even if you hear him talk, like, you can kind of tell. I think Jalen's a little bit more of the, like, in terms of their personalities, a little more of the aggressive one. I don't think you'll really see Jalen just disappear. And what I mean by that is if Jalen misses shots, he misses shots, right? I think Tatum has, like, an AD in him in a way where, He'll there'll be games where he's just like, eh, now nah, I'm gonna be passive tonight, and I think that's where Jalen comes in and really compliments him nicely. Um, I think losing Marcus Smart is gonna hurt, but I think Derek White is gonna be just fine for them. I think Chris Dobbs, it just came off a really underrated and not talked about enough season where we knew KP was decently athletic, he can obviously shoot three in an Oakley uh shot blocker. Last season with Washington, he was probably the best player on that team. With a team that has a two hundred plus million dollar player on that team, in Bradley Beal, so he's really improved as just an offensive creator and shot maker. Especially adding to his uh, post up bag, I like Boston. I think Joe Missoula is a eh, coach, so maybe I'm docking him for that. We'll see how that grades out for me personally in a week or two. But um, I still really, really like this Boston team and. They're, I think, my favorite to come out of the East right now.
0: Yeah, for me personally, Boston's my number two. I'm pretty high on the Boston Celtics. Um, I know people have kind of made the Marcus Smart loss a pretty uh, big deal, which, yeah, it is. He was the heart and soul for that place for so many years. But you mentioned that um, they still got capable guards to to fill his spot. They got Derek White, um, assuming they keep in there. And Porzingis coming off a pretty healthy year and his standards playing 65 games, um, just all around had a really, really great year. And I think you'd much rather have Porzingis um, there to provide more of a scoring punch in terms of like an Al Horford. Um, Now, obviously the injury concerns um, with Porzingis and then You have Robert Williams who's been struggling to stay healthy the past um, couple post seasons. So that's obviously a little bit of a concern, but just overall, I really like what Boston's done. I think they improved from last year. I think Porzingis will provide more of a dynamic offense, provide them more of a scoring option in comparison to an Al Horford or a Robert Williams, however they roll out their lineups. But yeah, I'm really a fan of the Porzingis trade. Um, you got Porzingis and Draft picks, which I thought was a pretty big W for them. So uh, I really like this Boston team. I know Marcus Smart obviously hurts, but I think they'll be just fine with that and with the guards that they have. So Boston's my number two.
2: Yeah, um, for me, Boston is my number two as well. Um, I, I said that in our free agency kind of winner or loser thing, but – I feel like that this team always just finds a way to get better in the off season somehow, some way. And I really love the Porzingis trade for them. Um, I think he's a significant scoring upgrade over Horford. A lot of people like you guys have mentioned have kind of said the Marcus smart trade will hurt them. Um, but I think that they have the guards to kind of replenish it with Derek White and Brogdon. Are they the same defenders and kind of same players as him? not really, but um, I don't think it really should matter too much. I think Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are, you know, perfect for each other. They are probably the one duo in the in this league that I think complement each other, probably the best. Um, and I'm really just excited to see, you know, how far that this team can go. I, I think that they're my favorite to come out of the East at the moment. Um, we'll kind of have to see what happens in the playoffs and everything like that. I think the only thing that I really knock him for is definitely Joe Mazzulla. I don't like him too much as a coach. But we'll kind of have to see how that plays out. I think there are a lot of times in the playoffs this past season where there were just a lot of mistakes from him. And we'll kind of have to see what happens this year. But right now, the Celtics are my number two.
1: Yeah, uh, for me, number two is the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I think they kept seven of the eight main core rotation guys from a Western Conference Finals team. And added a really, really good player in Gabe Vincent to replace the eighth dude. And I think I probably prefer Gabe Vincent over Denzel, like same contract they were on an equal value contract. Give me Gabe Vincent. Um, I think I'll get away from that for now. And then you bring in as well, you bring you expect Max Christie to take a year or two jump, which I think is very likely. If not, you still have Cam Reddish. Are you bringing Cam Reddish? Right? I think one of those two guys, if not both, are going to hit. Uh, Torian Prince, you bring him in, great contract, good player. They'll be big in the rotation. Um, I'm now all of a sudden blanking on the rest of the guys. Jackson Hayes, I think, will be fine in the 10-minute role in Darvin Ham's game. He's just super, super athletic, good rim protector. And I think the biggest thing that this Lakers team has over last year, just off the jump in terms of roster build, and how thin to what Coach Ham wants to do. This team has a lot more versatility on both sides of the ball, both ends of the floor. Jeez, wrong sport. Um, (laughs) But I think last season defensively, it was a good defense, but it got capped in the sense of, and maybe this is more scheme. I'm going to lean more towards both scheme and roster build. But last year's Lakers team was essentially we're only going to play drop, which if you're really good at it, you have Anthony Davis as your big, Who's, in my opinion, the best defensive player on the planet? You'll be good at just about anything, but it's a limit of how good you can be. And I think now you got a lot more switchability on the roster. I think Austin can be a switchable player. Ruby has the size. Vando is probably at his best in the switch heavy scheme. AD, I don't think that's where he, he's at his best, but even at his worst, he's still good. Braun can do it in Spurs. Uh Jackson Hayes actually can do it in spurts. He's more of a like athletic guy. Maybe not the best drop dude, but really athletic. Torian will be good at it. Gabe Vincent came from the switchiest defense in the NBA in Miami. So more versatility. And then offensively, D'Lo, Gabe Vincent, Austin Reeves, Max Christie, Torian Prince, Ruri Hachimura are all legitimately good shooters. I'm a believer in Gabe Vincent's playoff run only because I think coming to L.A., He's going to have way better shot quality. And in the regular season, he had some of the worst shot quality on his three-point looks in the NBA last season. You put him next to LeBron James, Austin Reeves, Anthony Davis, three guys. I'm counting D'Lo, You're They're going to cause a lot of attention from the defense. I think Gabe's going to get some of the best looks he's got in his career. I think Darvin's going to improve as a coach heading in a year or two. I'm pretty optimistic on that. And speaking of Darvin, I thought he had a relatively fine to good postseason run. Didn't do great against Denver, but he thoroughly outcoached Taylor Jenkins. Like it wasn't close in that first round. I will die on that hill. So Memphis Grizzly fans fight me. (laughs) Uh, And then at worst, it was even with Steve Kerr in the second round. So I think this Lakers team health is a big thing. And I think it's a big thing with everybody nowadays. Like I think it's, Whoever's the healthiest, more often than not, recent Years is probably who's gonna win. But um, yeah, I, I'm super high on this Lakers team at the end
0: of this season. And then just a little question for you, Sean. What do you want the Lakers to do with that 14th spot? God
1: help me not Jabale McGee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All seriousness, I think it's Bismack. Bismack, or if you can get Christian Wood on a minimum, that's number one. But I don't know. I think I honestly think Christian Wood's waiting to see what happens to Miami. Like I think if Miami strikes out on Damian Lillard, I think Christian Woods could be the first dude they call. So I think that's what's taking him so long. And also Christian Woods a dude that if he somehow waited until September, every team with a better with like roster spots open are still gonna call him up for a better minimum because that's just such a high value contract. So Christian Wood hypothetically could wait until September 1st uh, mm-hmm. or whenever, like right before training camp starts, he doesn't have to sign right now. It's just, it's a little annoying for sure, but for Christian Wood, I can get signed whenever, because the contract I'm most likely going to play on next year is such a high value contract. Like, yeah, I'm going to wait. So I think it's going to come down to that for him. So either Christian Wood or Bismack.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then, with our number ones, do we all have the Denver Nuggets, guys?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I disagree with what Daniel said really quick about the best duo that like complements each other well. It's definitely Jokic and Murray.
2: Yeah. Now I thought about it when I was like, after I said that, I was like, wait, because I, I was, <laughs> yeah, it's probably Jokic and Murray, but um, yeah,
0: I mean, no disagreement with you there, honestly. Yeah. The Denver Nuggets, I mean, What they did this postseason was kind of insane. I mean, the absolute pure shot-making that was on display in that Lakers series was very, 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 very annoying, but was (laughs) also just insane. Like, the multiple just step back, Jokic Jokic just throw it up at the basket and it goes in, and then Jamal Murray had himself a hell of a series against us, and then KCP as well, which – we. I kind of expected heading into that series going against a former team, but yeah, man, I mean, the Nuggets, they're kind of just rolling back the same team. Um, Be interested to see how big of a loss that Bruce Brown um, is for them heading into next year. Um, I will say I am not a fan of the Reggie Jackson contract that they gave him. I think they gave him like 5 million or something like that, which very interesting for a guy you picked up and he didn't see the floor at all in the playoffs. So wasn't necessarily a fan of that, but, um, yeah, the Nuggets are obviously they, they got the best player in the world at this point in time. And Nikola Jokic, I think he's the number one in the league at this point, just what he did this whole playoffs was just insane and deserved for what he did. And, The re reemergence of Jamal Murray for um, his injury, it's great to see him come back and play the way that he did. But overall, yeah, I think the Nuggets are definitely the consensus, number one, as usually most uh, repeating champions are. So we will see. But um, just a question for the room here. Do you guys think that the Nuggets – once it's all said and done, are going to repeat champions, or do you have already have a favorite to win it all next year? Uh,
2: i I'd, I'd say repeat. Um, I think you're kind of running it back with mostly the same core, and like you said, Jokic, I think is the best player on this planet. I think for now, it's just kind of the safe thing to say in a way, but I definitely would agree with it. Um, I, I don't really see why else you'd kind of go against them at this moment. There are so many teams last year that. You know, people are saying, Oh, they have a chance to beat them, or they they, you know, can give them a run for their money and that they just kind of just destroy them. So I'm really not a fan of the Reggie Jackson contract though. <laughs> um, you know, he was my fantasy player last year and he really was a disappointment. But um, no, but in all in all seriousness, um I I think that the Bruce Brown um loss won't be as big as some people are saying i still think that you have most of that core so i'm i'm definitely kind of excited to see what will happen this year
1: yeah i think they're the favorites for for sure i think that's why they're number one for all of us If i was a betting man i had to do nuggets or the field i would probably do the field because i don't know Mav, and maybe i'm an idiot but like boston Milwaukee, if Middleton's back, um, the Lakers, somehow Phoenix has a top 12 defense, top 15 even might be like generous. The Clippers are healthy. I don't know. I think there are so many potentially elite teams that, and again, I, I guess to Matthew's point, we were saying this last year and Denver just ran through them all. So I don't know. Maybe I'm an idiot, but they're the favorites for sure. And uh it'll be it'll be fun to see uh how things shape out next season.
0: Yeah, for sure. So that will do it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Um feel free to check us out on our socials on Instagram and TikTok at the basketball maestros. Leave a like on the video and big shout out to Sean for coming on, probably um our biggest guest that we've had on so far. So it's been Been a pleasure. It's been really fun talking some basketball, but yeah, that'll do it for this episode. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. And Sean, if you have any final words you want to fit in,
1: uh, no thanks for having me on, guys. It was a ton of fun, and uh, hopefully, I'll be able to hop on next time with us. Whatever, yeah, never mind. (laughs) Thanks.
0: Words, English, English. yeah, Yeah, English is a little hard, but hey, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next time.